It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Just take a moment and let's just expand the universe a little bit, shall we? Spoken for Audio Productions presents Legends Library. And now, here are your hosts, Lisa Mountain and Kyle Rollins. I'm Lisa and I'm Kyle and you're listening to Legends Library we are a podcast dedicated to the Legends line of books for Star Wars and here today we are going to discuss a very anticipated one for for Kyle mostly but we're here to discuss Lone Wolf a tale of Obi-Wan and Luke Uh, before we get into that I just want to you know see how Kyle how are you doing oh it's fantastic Are you looking talking about Lone Wolf? Yeah, exactly. How can it not be fantastic? (laughs) And are you looking forward to Kenobi coming out? Can I just give the business answer and move on? (laughs) Yes. I'm sure they will try their best to make some people happy. (laughs) Is that good enough? (laughs) Uh, Yes. I like the pauses in between there. Like the inhales. Yes. I I I would I would love to have hope and I would think that they would put in a little bit more but then after the book would be I'm like mm. yeah well I mean I think they've been working on Kenobi <laughs> much much longer than they have with Boba Fett um, I'm uh, I'm resigned but I do hope because I love Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen yes as we all do so um I would I want I want it to be good for the sake of everyone and all Star Wars fans, but as far as that's why I'm reserving further opinion because it's not going to be entertaining. So, <laughs> well, you know, we've got like a week away until it's coming out, basically. So I think mm-hmm. I don't know. My dad's already like, "Hey, isn't there something coming out soon?" I'm like, "Yes, don't worry. I'll make sure you can see it." <laughs> yeah, and not to bring it back, but isn't it funny that you guys didn't finish Boba either? I know. Being the being like incredibly like large Mandalorian fan, Lisa, that I know you are, because um, we talk about it. I would say at least thirty percent of our conversations happen to involve a Mandalorian in somewhere. Well, they are great. <laughs> so they are, and we love Karen and all that stuff too. Um, but that being said, you didn't finish the show. I know that must say it's sacrilegious, but it's really not. Is it? No, it's not sacrilegious. It's not. It's it? not. Oh, I just realized you're missing all my hand gestures. I'm doing all these hand gestures. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who's listening in, uh, you can also tune in again on YouTube. Uh, hopefully you guys liked that last time. I got a bit of a different back chap. Got Baby Yoda still with me, of course, as always. But well, I think it's a good time for us to to get into our our book review. Woo! Woo! So Kyle, if you want to take it away and start with our journey on Lone Wolf. A tale of Obi-Wan and Luke. A tale of Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. It starts on Nar Shaddaa. 
we're getting into the point that Obi-Wan Kenobi is, it's what, the first couple days after Order 66? Yeah. And he's obviously terrified. He's got Luke now. That's that's where this unique, interesting take on the whole thing is like, we've had stories that involve like baby Luke, you know, but like the, here he is as a as a central character for the first time, and you know, seeing them on the run in Narshadah of all places, yeah. you know, that was that was pretty incredible, and so now we're at the point that he's trying to figure out what to do. He's obviously got a hot ship that he stole from General Grievous. I loved how they segued that into it. Um, and then there's a little bit of that Quinlan Vos reference that we get going on too, as far as uh, the spineless one versus the soulless one, oh, the name of General Grievous's ship. Yeah, there was a general theme of Kalish being involved, so I thought that that was a very nice touch on the episode three feel. And um, yeah, so then we, we go from that point, he starts talking bocce to the wrong person when he lands on Nar Shaddaa. Yeah, Bazinga, right? Right, and then um, they they allude to the fact that Bachi is, of course, like, um, it's the, the gangster's language, language if yeah. you would. Yeah, like if you exactly. want to buy some death sticks, you start talking Bachi. Like... Right. So here, Obi Wan is trying to hawk General Grievous's ship. <laughs> you know, and he's here because um, there's a trail on, and I love this tie-in too on Thra and um. Um, forgive me, I just uh, indulged before we started. Thrawn Tholme, um, and which is a nice touch because we all know at the end of um, Legacy, we do see Thra at least, and we we end up figuring out what happens to Tholme. But so yeah. he's kind of on this quest to to keep it moving. He's got uh, he, he he's got a plan. He's got to make it to Tatooine. But this is this is the interim, yeah. and um, and it's wild and it's crazy and it's dangerous. And so, again, Nar Shaddaa, we're selling the ship, we're trying to get it moving, we have a possible lead on a couple Jedi friends who might be able to help him on his quest. And as we go through it, we run into who, Eliza? Oh, well, we do do eventually meet up with the Jedi, but I, I want to start a little bit back with, in the docking bay, um, like a little bit more about that pacifist. I was a little mm -hmm. confused about like their species, because they're like an elephant, um, pachydermoid kind of creature that walks on these, like, ladder stilt leg because they're rather mm. short and they want actually the eye level i guess for humans or other aliens so it's kind of like uh it's like a bad thing if their legs are like, visible they're shamed of them but then this one lady like she, her name was what was it snot snot good luck yeah. <laughs> pronouncing that one <laughs> yeah she's really funny like so, like, as we know, Narshada is a notorious den of, like, you know, good and bad choices, and they're all bad, and it smells like a desperation there. And, of course, like, a, a place where, like, few questions are ever asked, so, like, that's why it's easy to hawk Grievous's ship. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, like, you know, selling the spineless one, which she calls the soulless one, like you said, the, from Quinlan Voss dubbing. I love that Quinlan Voss calls it spineless one, because Grievous is always running away from fight. So that's why yes. it comes in, right? <laughs> Yes. But yeah, it's Schnutzitsk is, and it's short for, I had to write this one down, Schnutzitsk Giganti Maximiliana. Because. <laughs> Bravo for trying. Yes. Her parents, she was adopted by some squid uh -huh. traders. And this is significant later in the story that they were squid. Um, and the you know, like squibs. the squibs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they're like. Such a prominent role throughout the universe. Yeah. <laughs> 
in the timeline if you really look at the squibs of all things. <laughs> we'll do a return. Squib, the squib episode. All about We should. Squib. We should do an episode about the squibbies. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, they make such an important thing. Uh, so she she like she guides Obi-Wan uh to go if you go up to here and turn left here and turn right here. I actually wrote all these directions down again if I if I find them. Uh, you wrote them down? Yeah, so it's set <laughs> run into new vertical uh vertica uh left at the um champion Mooney, then a secondary quick left at this is the word I couldn't get. Jikokuara Q. And then uh, go under the crumbling Maglev Bridge, right at Nobad, Nobad Nobaya, and go to Paolo's Chop Shop. And that's where you'll find someone who wants to buy the ship. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, okay, cheers, thanks. But of course, she's like, it's going to be for, uh, you know, she she's going to get some profit off it, but only because she's telling people, hey, this guy's going to sell the ship, makes a call, and... She calls some gangsters, and of course, they're going to jump Obi-Wan at the first opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, another, I did write down her, the name of her parents, because she's like, oh, my parents would be so proud of me. So it's Jacqueline Ambella Bessamarte and Ricky Mickey Von Santiki the 54th. <laughs> <laughs> so I, just, it's so typical of like Star Wars authors to just continually give us these names. Like, you know, James Luceno, Thalex, Select, Thak, Thak, Thak. Like, uh, you know, like some of these guys are just, oh my goodness. What what are they doing to us? Like, is it on purpose that they do this for fans? Is it like a, a continuous joke? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, But, so Ben, when he's walking through narshada you know he's getting lots of curious looks from him and like it's raining like you know yet like you said it's just like days after order 66 and like just like probably the hours after like padme you know giving birth and dying and broken heart is a total thing you can definitely die from i just don't believe that a mother could die from after giving birth and having twins and then having her heart grow i i just yeah but moving yeah, on. But we, we saw that in real life though i mean that's that's like the that magical cinematic angle to the whole deal now right is that debbie reynolds actually passed away of a broken heart but she died because her daughter died like Padme i know i know i know. had two children and then instantly died it just as a as, as like the nurture instinct it doesn't Makes sense for me. Yeah, we we like, joked about this. Um, me and Patrick actually recently from the Praxium, and it's just like, and I think you too actually. Wouldn't they just cryogenically freeze her at that point? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, she's just dying. All right, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. What I don't know what The carbonite, like. <laughs> that's so funny. Anyway, and that's terrible. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's terrible. So as Obi-Wan's following the path of Schnauzitsky to, to go find Paolo's chop shop, you know, he's getting all these, like, looks of, like, who's that guy? And, like, why does he have this baby? And, yeah, so he meets up with this random guy, like you were saying, in the street, a Rakan. Uh, if you remember this, this is a really disgusting moment. And the guy's like, how much? You know, how much for the little child? And he's just like, excuse mm -hmm. me? And he's like, I give excellent price per gram. And he's like, Mm -hmm. instantly yeah instantly just like 
Ew. Yeah. He wants to eat Luke. This guy is trying to buy the baby for snack. And yeah. yeah. And what better way to, to paint that picture, right? As far as Narshada. Yeah. This adds yeah, to I... the, the, the scumness of the world. Yeah. It's everything I hoped it would be a terrible, evil place. <laughs> if, if, if you've ever like, I'm sure you've seen the concept arts and all that kind of stuff. And then mm. if, screenshots from the video games. And it's just feel that that whole imagery of the planet is definitely painted um, beautifully by Mr. Pina. Mm-hmm. Well, putting those kind of creepers in there definitely adds to the legit feel of that horrible city. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, Obi-Wan obviously says no, like I'm not selling the chosen one son or the new chosen one, uh, however you want to interpret it to you so you can snack on him. And the guy's like, what? You don't like, no, no, he's going to go to a house, I swear. And he's like, no, still no. And he's like, oh, oh, there's hundreds of other you guys like selling. And that point, I love this moment. Obi-Wan's just like, so you're going to always like tell the authorities on these people now you're going to report every single one that you come across and he's like but there are no authorities here and he's like you're going to tell a concerned bounty hunter whatever <laughs> yes yes that was a cool little line huh yeah and he's like i will go tell a concerned bounty hunter like <laughs> still goes on his way to like go and like swindle other people but at least he's not buying babies to eat oh my goodness yeah and then <sighs> That's a theme, yeah. It's we're gonna see a lot of um, of Obi's, Obi Wan's um, struggle with with using those powers, mm -hmm. Jedi mind control and whatnot. It's gonna be, and it was a nice callback to Episode Two in the beginning of the story here, but then we see that it, it develops further later. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so we can see it like he's he's willing to do all these things, mm -hmm. and it kind of reflects like in in, in Part Four too. Um, his willingness to do some some dark side stuff on the fly like that. Yeah. We're, we're seeing a change in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, he's at a very pivotal moment in his life where everyone mm -hmm. that he loved uh, is dead. Um, everything he believed in has been erased and made illegal. Mm -hmm. So, like, he has to question what he his what he's going to do for the Order or, or what he can do. And obviously mm -hmm. his only mission now is protect Luke because Luke is the single most important thing in the galaxy because one day he will defeat the Emperor. In theory, and the, and it's I want to put it out there too today at this point to make everybody interested in reading it too. Like you know, we're really in his head about all of this. We're going to see constant callbacks, even if we don't talk about every single one of them. Constant mm -hmm. callbacks to Episode Three, everything else that's going on, everything Lisa just said. Um, so he's like struggling with himself, and that whole uh, what's the, what's the words for it, Lisa? Um, sense of urgency, sense of danger. It's there. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So after that encounter, he's like, I need a drink. And he's like, what I wouldn't give for a spice lace, spice lace Deltron wine. And, and that's when I kind of went, wait, you get wine with spice in it? Like Obi-Wan, what kind yeah. of partying are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a gentleman's club now, you know, he, he knows what's good. This, well, is, this is old school, you know, war torn. It's like absence. That's now. how I'm picturing it. Like that's absence, or whatever he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just he's over it, you know. Yeah. Only legal in one country, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, now he's he's like I'll flirt with the dark side, even yeah. if I'm not gonna say it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like even when he's looking at this cantina like pub, he's just like I really miss drinking with Anakin. And, 
And yeah. We recently did an episode um, on Praxichat guys, and we talked all things Kenobi, and I made a point of, like, can you imagine the stuff those two used to do at bars together? Because, like, they, he was, like, <laughs> remembering fondly how much, like, they would have fun. And, like, let's be real. If you would hang out with Obi-Wan, first of all, gift a gab. Like, he could just, like, talk everyone. And the bar would be enthralled. But then Anakin, who's like this handsome, I'm gonna just drink you all under the table kind of guy, like, they must have partied like nothing oh, yeah. else. Like, and then there's even a comment with Obi-Wan here where, like, he's talking about his affection towards Luke, and he's like, you know, I may never have had a kid and, and won't ever have a kid. You know, and I was kind of like, what What'd you guys get up to some of those nights? Because let's be real, like... I know Anakin loved Padme, but there was a time where they worked together. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and all those those wartime disconnects, like, you know, we we know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We saw episode two. We know he's very direct. Um, <laughs> though the deleted, the deleted scenes would have made that a little bit easier going, yeah. for the record. But, like, but still, though, like, like yeah, I can see your points very... Yeah. Very well. <laughs> yeah. So when he's levitating staring... dancers and stuff just to have fun, yeah. right? all that stuff. Oh gosh. <laughs> Who knows? Like... And like Obi Wan Kenobi just looking at him like, mm, and he's just like, mm. <laughs> Obi Wan's go to drink is spiced wine. Like that's yeah. Like whatever man, spice man, man. in. Like <laughs> I don't know if we've ever determined what spice really is. Like is it supposed to be like cocaine or? heroin or that's that's the general idea it's like you know as far as like real world equivalent meth whatever yeah. gets you juiced yeah so wine and that damn obi-wan just saying yeah that's a heck of a drink but then again he's been through a lot recently so i would say yeah. he really does this <laughs> poor poor guy so outside this cantina the hoary pfeiffer uh hoary with h-o-a-r-y uh he sees this like crumpled mess of a pile of this like decrepit woman who's just like you know a beggar woman basically and he, he obviously being obi-wan takes pity on her and gives her some money and she's like thank you jedi and he immediately is like oh, how do you know it's like well obviously you're you're still in the robe like everyone knows the jedi robe like telltale um yeah. <laughs> but kyle if you want to explain who this woman was that he accidentally meets it's Vima. <laughs> Vima da Boda. What a name. Yes. Oh. And they tied her in beautifully. Um, what a conversation that was that mm -hmm. they had together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For yeah. the sake of the listeners and whatnot. Um, like you said, Lisa, he's absolutely terrified. And she's she's she goes on um, more or less to like give up a little bit of intel saying mm -hmm. that like you know again kind of like that that thread of the thra and Tholme may have been there yeah is yeah. mentioned yeah basically there um, was two jedi that were supposedly on narshada just before order exactly. 66 so he's kind of like hoping to find them too at the same time yeah yeah which is um oh and what what a couple they were too by the way i'm yeah. so glad that that happened in the eu yeah it's master um, Tholme and trasa and uh they were they become lovers obviously yeah. and one of them is the master to quinlan uh and you know we all love our quinlan boss and and, he, and he, of course he's even kind of like mentioned a little bit in the story um yeah nice little tie into all of the uh republic comics yeah you know absolutely. there was definitely a lot of um name dropping going on mm -hmm. and 
and Vima was great. Um, because by the end, you know, even though she's she she like deprecates herself for what happened to her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vima was a Jedi for the listeners who don't know who she was. Yeah, and a major character in a lot of other stories too. So, you know, uh, we can cover it if you want, but. At the same token, so so she wants to offer help and aid, and she, I, at first, like, I read it, like, she offered her blade as, like, and then, then you know, then you're supposed to read it that way, um, that she was actually going to get up and go with him to protect him, oh, and then yeah. obviously, like, you know, um, but it seemed like she was just, he was just giving a blade, and Obi-Wan's like, no, you know, I'm good, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, she, he, yeah, she's he like, take it for Luke, lovely, yeah, give, take yeah, the take the lightsaber for the baby because she realizes it's a jedi and that this is most likely a jedi and of course like she connects with the fact that she herself had had a child against the jedi way and it's her role to like she vima knew instantly that it was her role to to in destiny to protect yeah this baby and um so for so for a little background um her daughter nima uh, died at the hands of her lover, and horribly, um, horribly. yeah, horribly, rancors, all that. Yeah, was, th- they chained her right. up, and two rancors ate her, and yeah, so, she was pregnant. Yeah, so pretty terrible. And to this point, so the reason why Vima is now decrepit, that that pile of you know human shapes on the floor, um, is because she lives with that. Yeah. And she's been making, she knits, and she just makes all these little, little things. And she, she, she made this. Um, she knits this, and this unravels baby. and then knits them again. Yeah, and she made like more or less a a harness for a child, and she said that she made it all the time. Which so you know she's obviously just in a loop, which is mm-hmm. so tragic. Um, and yeah, and it was perfect though because it's like all right, cool. So now we have, we have after Vima gives uh, Kenobi this wonderful gift and it has Nima's name on it yeah, by the way which is like a board. fun little yeah it's a little fun thing that we do wordplay with later on in the story too yeah. um but yeah so so now it's like you know it's not Luke and Yoda backed up or backpacked up it's it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke like <laughs> yeah straight up and then then we take off from that point Lisa yeah, I think it was so touching that she, you know, gives him the cradle board because, like, you know, instead of yeah. paying, but like he gives her money, of course, because you know she she does deserve it. But yeah, and there's like that beautiful sketching, of, like carved into it of like two Jedi. Um, I mean, it's kind of a giveaway for Obi Wan to be carrying it around, but but like a cradle board yeah. for those who who don't know, it's basically like a backpack for like your baby. Um, one thing yeah. I I did want to just mention quickly about uh, old Vima. Um, so she does come from uh, the Dark Empire comics, and she was yes. born in 190 BBY. She is significant because later she comes back into the stories, and she teaches Kip Duron guys uh, while he was on Castle for a little while. At some point, we don't know exactly when. And she does kind of, in a way, um, teach Leia and gives uh, Leia a lightsaber. So... You know, it's she's a significant character that comes back, so it's it's a nice little tie-in, and like even her own like relatives, um, she comes from uh, Nomi Sunrider, who yes. was part of the Great Sith Wars against Exar Kun. So like, lots of these little tie-ins with the story, which is really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. There are certain bloodlines in the in the EU. There are several of them, but they 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 span. <laughs> 
yeah quite a breadth of time yeah one significant <laughs> really thing cool. that she says here is the fact that she has seen two jedi a male and yes. female so obi-wan's like yes like i i get some help like you know mm-hmm. at this point his inner monologue is a little bit kind of like maybe uh, like owen and baru won't want the baby because i'm starting to like mm-hmm. have these feelings like he he obviously loved his brother like anakin mm-hmm. you know and i say brother in quotations like he became a brother we all know that scene like you were my brother anakin i loved you and they they talk about like abel pina talks about this in the story and like having like the i hate you like just on the page and just reading it like it just like it kills you and like you can just hear the rage that's still echoing in obi-wan's mind and you know like i can understand why now he's just like i want to protect this child and love this child and maybe this is what i like i'm destined to do from this point onward so and And, um forgive me if we're not in our notes i uh i don't have the notes in front of me right now but um, we're not at the point when when we have those allusions to uh, to the Lars yet, right? No, but he he did that mention. We'll get there. Yeah, he does uh, mention that when he was younger, he had had visions yes. of his parents, and he yes. talked to like Qui Gon about it, and he also supposedly had a vision of a brother. Yes. And this is what's yes, interesting. Yeah, because it was a brother named Owen, and yes. you know and. See? I, I liked it. I liked it because, like, actually, if you read the original, like, Return of the Jedi um, novelization, it it does say in the book that, like, oh, my brother Owen. So he does refer to Owen as a brother. Um, but of course, in here, it's from a certain point of view standpoint that Owen is the brother because Owen and Anakin are, you know, they've got that connection, and obviously, Anakin was seen as his brother. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked it enjoy it <clears throat> so another thing he, with Vima, uh this is kind of crazy he's like can i trust you and mm-hmm. she's like yeah you know i was a jedi you can trust me like the spark may be out of me but you can still i'll keep your secret and he's like the force has no secrets and this is when obi-wan's like mm-hmm. kind of super dark mode because he goes dark he goes super yeah. dark here like basically he, he was does. going to that's, erase that's a, that's her a general memory. theme of this whole that's a general theme of this whole thing is him um, coming to grips with the fact that he's actually he can't tell if like if it's because of the kid or not, yeah. but like he is actually slipping, and he's mm. recognizing it, and he's he's trying to because well, he stops in the middle of that. Do that. <laughs> yeah, he stops in the middle of it. He doesn't wipe her mind. Well, he also doesn't wipe her mind because he believes that she won't. Yeah, like he he yeah. goes in and like searches, and he's like, okay, like I I feel that. I can trust you enough. And she was like, I like her thought is basically I'll die before revealing that you've been here. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, and then in the end, he does promise to her that if I find my friends, I'll have them come back for you, which is nice. 45 minutes later of a walk through Narshada. So Obi-Wan, you know, he's reflecting a little bit on missing his Baractal Boga. And because like he had such an amazing connection with um, this Varactyl and who sacrificed, I I never actually clued in that she jumped in front of the fire, like mm-hmm. and like took it. Yeah. Like, I think my brain yeah. was like, oh, I don't want to see this. Skip, skip, skip. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like these little these little little nuances. Uh, Make you so great. Yeah, she did. She took the hit. It's heartbreaking. Like 
it is to have an animal sacrifice like and that's where it's like the bond between like a rider and a jedi like this is it's so much stronger than like any of us can contemplate like i don't know a cat that would jump in my harm's way like they're like no you you go ahead like <laughs> yeah yeah not too many gatos are going to be stepping up for the the uh challenge there okay <laughs> They're gonna be like dog. You do it. <clears throat> yeah, you know. send the dog in first. <laughs> like he'll be fine. Like <laughs> that's so funny. But then he has this thought. He's just like, is this what it means to be lonely? Because he's like longing for like his his animals, his friends, for everything that he like has had ripped away from him because of Palpatine. The and entire world, everything. Everything is gone. You know. Um, and like I don't think Jedi really understand the concept of aloneness. And no. No. Alright. There's there's this take that um Obi-Wan's like, okay, at the end of episode three, of course he's going to care for the kids and like he mm-hmm. goes to Tatooine to watch over him and he'll just make sure And that's of course implied because like, you know, it is a son, but this story gives us that in depth like mania. Like he is wounded and like on on the run and i know that i've explained this before Mm -hmm. but um the whole reason why like everything else in the verse makes sense you know we never really got this part of the story before um and it's like you know it's not just him in the desert like okay hiding out while at the same time like of course just looking out for him no it's like um that he's a knight on duty yeah Right, right, but like the actual love that we see born for him, and it it makes tales like Kenobi and everything else that much more stronger. Yeah. Um, because like it, it's not just like he has a charge. It's it didn't start the same way that it started with Anakin. Like, okay, I have to do this because I promised a loved one, or like an obligation of love mm-hmm. means that I have to do this. It's 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 different this time around, and I'm I'm so glad that we got this story because we. Yeah, you know, it's 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 the only thing that he has left in the entire universe, and he 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 questions what love truly is for the yeah. first time, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. And, he has definitely know. some first in, in this story. Um, yeah. And, like, when he's walking, what's really nice is, like, Luke falls asleep, and something that um, Dima had said to him was, like, he's like a white current, um, yes. this, this child. And Luke, or Obi-Wan didn't quite understand that. <clears throat> Until, like, he actually senses him. And, like, he kind of goes into his mind here when he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's a supernova <laughs> of luminosity, which is such a nice way to describe it. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and a moment pause for, for baby Luke. Like, the, the, the character development for him, for a baby, an infant, you really feel like you, you know. I mean, besides obviously knowing who Luke Skywalker is, like, yeah. he's, he's got a lot of um, interesting roles in the story itself yeah exactly and i like when he reflects on like what master yoda said he was dreams master yoda had said we're a transconsciousness gateway to unifying force yes yes yeah which is interesting back to a lot of different things (laughs) exactly we don't have have time (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to do a whole yeah (laughs) all on dreams all on caves all on dreams all on yeah yes there's a little bit of that too like the um the ur dreamers and all that like we're gonna get into it but it's it's a lot of callbacks later you're gonna need to explain that a little bit more because i was a little um we need to do we'll do our own episode on it soon because it's it's everything that comes together at the end like We'll, we'll we'll have to go into greater detail yeah. than this episode's going to allow. 
yeah. but go on so going on with what you're saying with like the love he's starting to feel he's like you know mm -hmm. you are the first of the new jedi luke uh, and when he's like wading into Luke's mind, like he gets like a reciprocal kind of it's coming back to him too. And he's like, oh wow, like I can feel Luke's power. And he like, you know, breaks away without saying anything. And he's just like, wow, this is intense. Um, finally, he arrives at Paolo's shop. And of course, at that moment, out stomps this gigantic Kalish. Yes! And Luke, yes! Only one just I say Kalish. It's great. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Um, what is happening? Yeah, he's like, I got one of your uh, kinds ship out. out. You know, I'm trying to hawk it right now. <laughs> and you don't yeah. see Kalish in the galaxy. No. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, and of course, like, this is instantly, he's just like, I, you know, General Grievous kind of feelings. And the guy just like walks up to him and just goes like... Mm -hmm. And sniffs him, and then Wayne runs away, and Obi Wan's like, uh, "What just happened? <laughs> like, I, like is, is this like how deals are done here? One bad whiff, and like you're out." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so out walks this other alien. We don't know exactly what species it is. I couldn't figure it out, but her name is Zagundas, and she's not Paolo. She took over the shop, but you know you can do whatever negotiation with her and he's like oh well i was uh referred by Schnatsky. and she's like okay well that's a pretty good ship sorry Peter's trying to fight me so I'm trying to kill me. um and she's like okay uh what are you looking for he's like a hundred thousand and she's like fifty thousand and like you know they're like debating mm -hmm. you know she's like you're delirious you can't like you can feed that bathroom <laughs> fodder to tourists like get out of here uh, what does she start calling him like oh flat master flat flat flesh yeah um, yes and he's kind of looking at her like okay and she's like <laughs> oh by the way like i've heard that the empire is like offering there's like all these like most wanted posters that are like out and about and he's yeah. like uh-huh and why are you saying this to me i'm just trying to sell a ship you know foreshadowing <laughs> yeah very much foreshadowing. <laughs> so so of course, you know, like he's like, maybe it's a stab in the dark. Maybe the master is just a coincidence. But eventually, like they agree on sixty-five thousand uh, credits, and she's like, "Do you accept credit vouchers?" And he's like, Does "That ever work?" <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, "There's a Gungan born every minute." Like <laughs> <laughs> the humor in yeah. all of Pina's stories are is spot on. <laughs> Poor Gungan. They're not all silly. So, Alrighty. So in the end, she offers uh, erodium to him as a payment, and he's like, "One last condition has to happen, though." He's like, what's that? And immediately he lunges at her and like grabs her head, and just you know, he's like, "I'm sorry," and yeah. starts erasing her her memory into oblivion. Mm -hmm. And then the story kind of dark like, side, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it is it's crazy it's a little bit what of was like it, like um as her memory unraveled or uh, what was that in that that line yeah it uh, was it was beautiful how he yeah. yeah yeah it was beautiful how he worded it yeah so obi-wan's new reality is like he's forever an outlaw and at this point like he just kind of did something to a, a lady who didn't really quite deserve it but so he quickens the pace this is when he noticed that he's being followed and he's about to be approached. Uh, 
and he's kind of like doing all these like lists of like the first mistake was this, the first second mistake was this. Yeah. So he spins to find that three Gamorreans from earlier from outside the pub um, when he met with Vima and a couple of the other people who were hanging around there are now approaching him. And he's like, oh, shoot, quickly ducks uh, as like this black razor brimmed sombrero. It says sombrero. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess they have sombreros in, in the story. Uh, it cuts yeah. above him. It's very like it reminds me that Austin Powers like throwing the shoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like it's the it's the characters that um what's his name created? Filoni created, right? Yeah, they're cues. Yeah. yeah, with frog dogs. This was three kiosas with yeah. frog dogs, three Gamorreans. So after like the hat is thrown, um the three frog dogs this is kind of funny. So there's they have cyborian rabies. So you really don't want to get close to those things. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like in Obi-Wan's assessment, he, he's looking at the Kyozos and he realized that these are Gozeki, which are like this high, impressive, they know martial art gangsters and they're mm. honor fanatics. So like you don't want anything to do with them, basically. No. So he's like cursing Vima. He's like, ah, oh, she did, <laughs> she did betray me, or like, or that, a, that's that paranoia, that that sense of urgency and danger. He's like, <laughs> uh, you mean paranoia from having spice in your system? Yeah, <laughs> just you know, but it's like he knows for a fact that that she wouldn't say anything, and yet he his his mind immediately jumps to it. Yeah, the yeah. first thought I noticed yeah. that exactly. You know? But and then he did not notice the the Shignash, which are approaching. Mm -hmm. uh, if everyone who, if you remember what those are, they're like arachnoid kind of guys. And of course they've got these like impressive <laughs> guns and they have the ability to, what is it that they can do? Like they could spit like this venom kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't want to catch that on, uh, on you. So it's like three, three and two, and then the dog. So he's very vastly outnumbered at this point. He's carrying a baby. Um, you know, he may be a Jedi, so he, he does that decision, though. Um, uh, and, oh, sorry, this is where he realizes that one of them is using a squib pincer rifle. So that's yes. that callback to the squib. And he goes, ah, it was Snoxiski. <laughs> like, it was, it was not, it was not Vima. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. So he, like, jumps behind this wall, like, around the corner. And, of course, that was the final mistake, was making a deal on our Shada. They... Immediately, like, hey, we know you just yes. you've got a lot of money, so hand it over. And he's like, I'm sure we can beneficial agreement. And they're like, Can you not see? There's yes. nothing mutual. <laughs> the here. negotiator in action. Yeah, ever the negotiator. <laughs> like, oh. And so the Chignas are like, Yeah, no, no, no. So this is what's <laughs> interesting about them. They also have a mind control when they when you get stung. So they be like anyone who's stung becomes like a warrior drone for them for like six days and then they just stay in a vegetative state at that point so everyone it kind of appears like the Gamorreans are under this state from the chignas which is pretty interesting luke is awake but silent like he's just like uh like like you're saying he's very aware of the situation uh, mm -hmm. and in the distance i love this he can hear like lead my nova which is a song just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was like, and doo -doo -doo. There, there's like musical 
references in both stories, Skywalkers yeah. and um, Lone Wolf. I thought that was pretty cool, too. I'm no. glad you noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, he just puts track titles in. I'm like, that's great. I love that stuff so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's over. And he's like, not from my point of view. And then yes. they, they release the dogs, the frog dog. And, of course, you know, Obi-Wan being the smart fighter has to it's- use his lightsaber at this point. And it's raining, and so you know that there's like the smoke pouring off of the blade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All like, that. All that. Smoke there was that is... moment of tension before it all went down. Just you know, I felt like we were right in Shatterpoint with Mace Windu. It's just yeah. like, oh man, yeah. oh man, he's about to kill everyone. Chuck Norris, you and. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a baby. I'm like, is it Sylvester Stallone or is it still you and McGregor at this point? Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know? Uh, and then, of course, amazingly enough, two more lights light up. And mm-hmm. you're kind of like, hooray, Master Thome and Trasa is here. Like, yeah. something good is about to happen. And, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, oh, wait, I don't think I know these two. And everything, we're... like, all, you know, it goes to, like, all pulps, all pulps breaks loose. And these Jedi just start annihilating everyone. And yes. when I say Jedi, that's going to be in quotations again. So I love yes. when, like, the female Gamorreans, they start, like, charging at Obi-Wan. And he kind of, like, pulls them towards him and then steps out of the way. And they just completely go smush into the wall. Oh, it's such a, like, yes. you know, letting the inertia in, in its own force. So funny. Um, Luke is this now... passive-aggressive style, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Luke's panic-crying. Like panic crying. And Obi-Wan's like, okay, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Looks at them. Clues in that these are not just Jedi. They're dark Jedi. So if Kyle, if you want to explain a little bit about um, the dark, dark, the dark Jedi. They're both from um, different cults, if you would. So there's mm-hmm. the Bipfash, which we, we know them from other tales. Um, and then the, what is it? The Genisari? Was it the Genari or the Genisari? Um, for, uh, me for May, yeah, because Jen Sari. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry, I should know that off the top of my head. But um, and we will see more of these in Supernatural Encounters. By the way, there's a lot of more covered on this. But um, yeah. So more or less, there's been a lot of people that that Obi Wan has killed, and in the Clone Wars, we learn they they do kind of like draw it out a little bit so we understand eventually who these people are it's like this it's like who are these mysterious dark jedi and it's cool there is a backstory um obi-wan ended up killing how we know may and fulmador is his name right yeah for the uh the bitfash her 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 lover there's two of them there's a male and a female famadu thank you um again i don't have my notes in front of me apologies (laughs) but so you know, they've come together pretty much because, like, the Jedi w- waged war on a lot of different kind of, like, cults, uh, force users and whatnot, who align themselves with separatists throughout the stories, the lore. And um, so this is kind of one of those why now, why now moments yeah. for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he reflects on the fact that he's killed so many people and he doesn't really spend a lot of time thinking about how many people who have been orphaned if not, you know, at least like their fathers are gone, their their family's gone, et cetera. And um, so that's all up in his face too. So, you know, now we're mixing in all the regret and the reality of of who he is now. It's like that general comes at a that that title. It's like a, 
it's a little bit heavier than just like a military rank and yeah. you know the PTSD from going through it it's the how you stand in the world after the whole thing and it's like yeah you know and that was an interesting moment of self-reflection for Obi-Wan because you understand like now how he's just like he's also understanding he's teetering on the dark side and what he is so it's it's a it's a lot of self-actualization moments at this mm-hmm. point and um so yeah may is here for revenge as is her lover um yes against the jedi and obviously like you know obi-wan kenobi was personally slayed may's father Mm -hmm. um in a crisis during the clone wars and this is a revenge moment out of nowhere because you know obviously our our friend from the beginning of the tale uh tipped off through through the back channels and they figured out that obi-wan was here mm-hmm. um you know they they were kind of like waiting i think <laughs> to yeah. be honest i think they were on the on the, on the hunt for thrissa and uh Tholme, if i remember correctly in the first place so it kind of seems like it was a happy coincidence that they were able to double back on obi yeah yeah what's what's it significant about like the bifasi they're an old enemy of the Jedi, and they're yes. al- often living in the Slui sector, which is home of Dagobah. So Obi-Wan's also yeah. like, oh my gosh, if there's like a ton of these around, like is Yoda in trouble? Because that's where Yoda is. And he's like, but I have no way of being able to contact him or, you know, find him. And Yeah, there's there's a lot of homages to that, like yeah. how he just has to kind of learn how to like let go. He can't be, um, he's got all these crises and all these dark, like sudden, oh my God, panic moments, and he can't do a thing thing about it because yeah. every second is crisis <laughs> yeah like in real time now real time crisis yeah and so now like the woman like may she calls him a murderer she's like you don't know me mm-hmm. like you killed my father basically and yeah he's just like yeah. how many people have i orphaned over the years like you would think he'd be so accustomed to death because of all the people he's ever loved have died in his arms um Sarasi, satine qui-gon like almost so anakin just, like you know he's just living it with ghosts at he, this point exactly so the bifasi fumato he's like as part of the like his capability starts throwing force illusion at obi-wan so he's just he's seeing suddenly like yoda siri anakin uh like all of them kind of like in the rain as the rain drops down like you know appearing like just like to throw obi-wan off because of course like yeah. they want to take down this jedi they want to take him apart uh what what is cool and there's another little reference here so um when he went to the world to kill may's like and accidentally killed may's father it was on susafi and there was two others that had gone with him at that point uh it was halcyon and for the guys who don't know who jedi master neha halcyon is that is the grandfather of corn horn and woo! woo and of course like that's significant because we're covering x-wing series so guys can turn into those episodes and we'll talk more about it. You kind of see where we're going with all this. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a grand a grand episode where we tie all the families together. So yeah. maybe we'll keep touching on these certain highlights beforehand to get you prepared. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. And I just wanted to say like I had been sitting and like going why do I know the name Halcyon? And Halcyon, oh, yeah. it comes like first of all, it's in Greek mythology. It's a story. It's a beautiful and sad story of like a woman and her her lover, and he dies, and she jumps off the cliff to like to get his body, but suddenly she turns into a bird and then cradles him in her wing. And when she's like trying to kiss and revive him, um, the gods are so touched by this that they also turn him 
into a bird so that she carries him away um, to like funeral pyre, basically. So mm -hmm. basically, Halcyon is like the Greek for a, a kingfisher. Um, so, and there's been a couple of ships over time, but the whole word terminology of like the Halcyon days, which is like the seven days before and after the winter solstice where water is calm. So it's like, it's, it's a seafaring kind of term. However, it's now uh, a ship in Star Wars and that Disney is now using as their hotel. And it's where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Leia gets spent. <clears throat> <laughs> so that's just my little fun fact about uh the name Halcyon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and like you know, shout out to um Tunisia too, because he was like he was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So when Obi-Wan's kind of like standing off, he's he's being very kind of pragmatic with how he has to deal with these two dark Jedi. Like he's he's kind of keeping them both in his in his face you know so that they can't get around him and he's apologizing to her for killing her father and he's like but the jinsari were misled so like you're a corrupt fusion of jedi and sith so i'm sorry but this was like bound to happen and this angers her like <clears throat> even though she had mm -hmm. been kind of apologize like understanding you know she gave her name and then fomato's like don't tell him that um, <laughs> yeah, he's such a douche. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it though. He's just—he's like clearly the boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> it was well, painted well for him too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm here. I'm probably gonna get messed up, but yeah. we have to do the whole honor thing. <laughs> well, and May had saved Fumadu from suicide because when his brother mm -hmm. had died, like he was definitely gonna do it. And then, so then they shared this bond, and they have like a mental bond where they can like communicate through. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. They're they're like children of war in their own right. Yeah, exactly. Which was which was kind of like a cool angle too, right? We see a lot of that in in Fate of the Jedi, so we see a yeah. little bit of that going on here, even though it's not Sith per se. Yeah, you I know. do like that they talk a little bit more about. So this is kind of new to me, and this is about the Euro Dreams that you were mentioning, um, mm -hmm. where they talk about chaos, and again that goes goes back to like Greek mythology, like when chaos when chaos started, you get. Uh, through chaos, it was darkness. So you get Nyx and Erebus, which is darkness. And and what the the Dark Jedi are here are saying that through chaos, um, darkness was the first thing to arrive. There was no light, just truth. So everything's going to go back to darkness. So it's kind of like their interpretation, like how the Sith are like coming back, and that's for the darkness, in, in my thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's... I want to say so much. We're gonna we're gonna table it and make another episode just on that. You'll yeah. see what. Happens. Yeah. So <laughs> Mado's like, hand over the babe, and we will take care of him, and we will show him the truth. And Obi Wan's like, no, and then immediately <laughs> runs away. <laughs> yes, yes. And it talks. It's so awesome how he's like literally ripping himself apart, running. And there's those points that um that he he. He's like, I'm not running for Qui-Gon, you know. He's yeah. not running for anything else, but he's running to save that child. And yeah. there's that that funny moment when um him and Fermandu uh they they meet up kinda, <laughs> you know, yeah. he almost catches him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I like the You wanna well, you elaborate the, on that? <laughs> well, you get the tie in with the the title of the the book, the, um, the Blood Wolf. 
So, yes. and like the blood wolf is significant to comparing it to Obi-Wan in this moment because this type of animal um, is very patriotic and patriotic, sorry, and protective. And as a brood father, it's more protective than anything and will kill everything and everything for its offspring. Um, and can also run really, really, really fast, hence why Obi-Wan is on his like fast mode. And he's like running at like 170 kilometers. 600 kilometers he's going faster than like the planet basically and he's like am i flying mm -hmm. pretty much but yeah he's like i can't he's like i know they're following me and yeah like he, there's that one point where just like an impossible corner and then you're yeah you're so right from and where else do they go but like down into like the rotting up part of the city like yeah. so he's a waste shaft we get that, you know yeah. fina alluded to it being like because it's been called like you know mini coruscant kind of idea yeah and then we get that for sure yeah and um yeah now we're down here in the underbelly <laughs> it's so crazy like they're following like falling 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 and yeah you, you just get like the emerald green light like closer and closer to him yeah <laughs> uh and of course they like they go into their own battle so but before like yeah, May, she has this kind of moment before, like, anything happens between uh, Obi-Wan. She knew. Yeah, and she knows. She, she knows knew. that her lover is going to die. And that's that's the whole, your, is it you are dream or your, I don't know. You are. You are dream? Okay. If you want to oh, just. I just say er. I say er. Er dream? But, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, so she, um, so she knows. And inevitably, um, Obi-Wan beheads him. Yeah. You know, and then they, there's this this moment when she's really coming to grips with it. And back to that whole idea of, of like, um, Obi-Wan really... This is where he kind of, like, has the sum of all parts moment. Um, May standing before him. Well, you don't, know, get, they, don't get too far ahead. If you could explain what the your dream is. Oh. Right. She. It's like a little premonition in this in this case. Yeah. Like, what, how he described it was, like, before and beyond all things in which some of, of realities interbreed. So it's kind of like what Obi-Wan was saying, like there's truth and dream. Mm -hmm. um, and there's one other little thing I just wanted to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but she was thinking about like the relationship the two of them have, and it's just such a perfect way to describe a disgusting boyfriend-girlfriend pairing up, where they were, they're like two perfect black holes sucking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> 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 most like, people yeah they have a destructive, <laughs> very destructive relationship right from the beginning and and like you're saying when they were doing the fall like that's when he beheads him but how he beheads them is he taps into luke and yeah. uses luke's energy <laughs> because obi-wan's getting tired 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 he hasn't really slept or done anything since like the fight from anakin and and oh. who knows before that even and he like uses Luke's energy and then gives the off the illusion that he's Fumaru's brother, and that's when he's yeah. like, "Yeah, oh. oh yeah, like, that is right. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like, tricks sorry. him with that face." And like, <laughs> that's when he's able to behead him. Sorry, and mm -hmm. then you know, crunch. They land on the ground, and the the head basically cracks open from. Yeah. And he thought that Luke was dead for a second. <laughs> oh, and he's like waiting for the heartbeat of Luke to show yeah. up again. And and then suddenly there's like a loud thud of revenge coming behind him, which he knows is May, right? And yeah. she discovers that horrible, you know, crunched out head of yeah. her lover and vomits. I mean, rightly so. It's pretty 
pretty foul. And and that's where that that moment is because you know we're we have at this point too because like um you know everything that he's been conjuring up about his place in the galaxy, we have the fact that like Qui Gon's actually spoken to him and the only source in the entire lore yeah. um, besides TCW like so there's all this stuff going in his mind and he has that realization that he is on the precipice of the dark side mm-hmm. because May is goading him into this final showdown and he just won't. Yeah. He just won't. Instead of, it, it, despite, and they talk about, you know, you mentioned the Blood Wolf, that was its own page just describing that. And despite everything, all of those emotions that he he was feeling like, I have to kill this these people. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, because he wants to protect Luke. And at that moment, though, he realizes, like, this is the dark side. This is my attachment. Mm-hmm. And he, he actually, you know, this whole book, he's just been going forward, forward, forward. And he pauses and we see the Obi-Wan we know again shine through in that moment. And he mm-hmm. throws the lightsaber blade down. Yeah. And it wasn't even his lightsaber blade. He had picked up Fumadu's and she's, like, super right. pissed about that. And, yep. he, and he's like trying to like first of all say like let's not fight, but he sees that yeah, there's they're gonna both die in the confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way of going around it. Like he kind of goes into his own like you know, like sequence of how how am I gonna see this happening? And yeah, um, there's this beautiful moment where he takes Luke, and he's, he describes it as the first and last kiss that he's given to to Luke, and like props like the cradle board against the wall and yeah like he's standing before her going like no like i won't i won't fight you um but then he asks her because Mm -hmm. he knows he's gonna die that if i die you have to take luke and you have to bring him (laughs) to his final destination and she's like what no and he's like this is the only way i'll fight and like that's just crazy like that you have to convince your enemy to take this babe bring him to Tatooine and she she agrees though which is kind of where he's yeah. like I do see some good in you and she's like there's no, like yeah you don't know there, me there's moments like that right it's it's not quite the same situation at all but mm-hmm. the, the first time I read that I was like there's that moment in Kill Bill um what two no one one when she realizes that she's pregnant even though the assassin's there to murder her and they both just back away from the situation yeah it's like obviously that you know she's not going to back away but that same like realization like they had their own time out Ugh. you know <laughs> it's it's one of those surreal kind of situations I thought congratulations that was really cool. i love that scene in kill bill like the door slams shut like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and after she blew like, that approach uh, yeah <laughs> That was such a funny moment. Like, yeah, she, but she remember like Beatrice. She just dropped the pregnancy. Yeah, it was behind. Oh, what a great movie! Yeah, I also cosplay and, that outfit, guys. You can yeah, see why. And if 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 only she would have realized, you know, it's just like, you know, she should have just walked away, like yeah. taken the deal and like just walked away. Yeah, but of course. But, that's that's not the way of the story. So, you know, when he refuses to fight with Komaru's lightsaber, she then takes it to, like, back to the dark side. And May, like, she removes her robe, and she's got all, like, the Sith armor, like, all yes. gold and spiky and everything, and, like, super cool. And she, like, jumps to the wall and, like, grabs Luke, and immediately is like, you know, fight me, and Obi-Wan's panicked. You know, panic. Like, yeah. Like, don't like. No, like, give, like, give him to me. She's like, fight me. 
And Luke's eyes like <laughs> open like wide, beautiful blue eyes, and like stares at May. And May's like, oh, like kind of taken aback in this moment. Yeah. And suddenly the last kind of failsafe that Obi-Wan had set up, Anakin's lightsaber goes and like goes right through her chin, like a head. And Obi-Wan's like, what just happened? Because I didn't trigger that. That was that moment of, I immediately thought of Rogue Planet when when Anakin just stares and it's like that evil, you know, (laughs) moment that happens there with the blood carver. The first time I read it, that's the first instinct I had was like my first memory. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. And then? And then, of (laughs) course, of course, like, who steps out of the shadows but old Vima and yeah. <laughs> we're like yay um like and you're like oh okay was it Vima or was it Luke that did it and Obi-Wan even says like was was that you and she doesn't really answer so yeah she's really kind of like you should have you um taken my second offer which was uh that yeah. was the offer to 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 help with the um, fight and whatnot oh, okay yeah, that's kind of how she says it, but she she does kind of leave it open ended. Mm-hmm. It, it could be debated from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know she she does say like, oh well, this is my home in the underworld, so like this is why I'm here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she spiked <laughs> it, but you can't tell. Yeah, I don't know. I like to think it's her where she's getting her powers back, it's, but it's also like it, if it's Luke, that's pretty cool too. But it's an EU who shot first moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll we'll never be able to know. So she like gives Luke a little pat on the head and you know gives him a kiss. Um, he is recovering. Like he he's still now Luke is weak because Obi Wan had to tap into his energy. But in time, she's like you know I could heal you both. And Obi Wan's like I I've been only had like four hours from the get go to like get onto that other ship um, to head towards Quen Station. So I we have to. He does kind of like wonder a bit more like now that they're leaving this evil world and like they're finally heading to Quinn Station. He's thinking about Thulme and, and Trasa and like if they mm-hmm. escaped and what happened to them. Um, you know, like or if May and Fumaru had found them, but he'll he won't know. He won't know if Yoda's okay. He won't know about all these things. But he has to go now to Quinn Station, which will take him to Tatooine and from there live his life as a solitary uh, Jedi. What is fun though he did have some comfort that Vima was planning to give a house call to Schnutz's. So he <laughs> 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 was like, yeah. Vima! That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's... Oh, One... She was such a wonderful character to have in this yeah. story. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool to get all these little characters like coming in. Um, there's one little note here, and I just wanted to discuss this because I thought this was a very bizarre thing because he's feeding Luke with a sponge crate milk. Now, if mm. anyone knows what a crate is, it's a dragon, and this is the only time it's ever mentioned to drink crate milk is in this story and in Dark Empire 2. So I was very much like, is that a typo or... Did he forget that a crate was a dragon? Because I cannot imagine milking a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a DET reference, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the end, like when he had said to May, like you'll be able to find the coordinates, like if he had died to take Luke to. Yeah. <clears throat> and what had happened was 
he had a lightsaber like the lightsaber within it has a kyber memory crystal that r2d2 had gave him with the lars homestead coordinates and i just thought that was really sweet that like r2 i think consciously gave him the information that he needed right oh yeah yeah r2 central to the whole thing huh yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah that thing never died i love it uh, mm-hmm. and of course he's having this little last moment like will they let me train him perhaps not so, yeah yeah and we we've retouched the idea of you know the owen and the brother um yeah the brotherhood yeah. angle to it too so that kind of leaves it open to interpretation yeah um i've heard speculation too you know that it's like you know obi-wan could have been biologically there all that kind of stuff so like actually brothers with owen too there's there's been speculation <laughs> well you'll have to follow up I don't know. Like I know it says in Return of the Jedi, get a brother named Home, but again, mm-hmm. it's 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 been out there, okay. and I'm like, ah, I would like to believe that that would that would be um, kind of how everything got tied together. Yeah, but then that know? would actually make Anakin his brother, and then that doesn't make it. It's weird. Yeah, it's I just weird. like the illusion. Too it's weird. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was kind of an interesting take. I was yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see where that could possibly go. Well, I and that's, see... the, that's the wonderful writing of Abel is like, you know, a lot of things are just kind of purposely vague in just the right way. Yeah. If And Kyle, uh, I loved how it kind of ended. Like, he's now leaving um, Narshada. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's glad to never see such a wretched hum, <laughs> hive of scum and villainy ever villainy. again. <laughs> but of course, you know, that's his fate is to live it. But I, I uh, like that he calls himself. He's like, no, but Uncle Ben, if 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 Luke wants to call me that, I'm I'm definitely. No. Right. Beautiful story. Yeah, I really enjoyed this story. Uh, Kyle, if you could explain where to the listeners to find it and a little bit of oh. the back history about it as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's now available. You can find it. Um, I don't believe that Abel hosts it anymore. You can deep search it on Google, or you can just go to StarWarsTimeline.net. And Joe has um, Skywalkers and uh, Lone Wolf as a single PDF, kind of how it was originally released, available there for free. Um, it's it's an easiest way to to look it up. Otherwise, you get a lot of strange stuff on Google. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is the reason why it was kind of cool. Me and, me and Joe were talking one day, and it's like, hey, can you host it there? Because Abel's kind of walked um, off the Star Wars scene okay. for now. Yeah, he doesn't really, he didn't, he was one of the authors, too, that didn't really take this whole um, uh, retcon well. And afterwards, you know, like they, this project here, as well as Skywalker, yeah, and like, as well as Skywalker's was, um, you know, never formally um, published in a a physical media forum. And, you know, and he kind of just, after the whole situation, I think that he felt really sour about everything because he was really deeply involved in like West End games and everything else. A lot of the Star Wars Insider articles that are some of the most favored and remembered he wrote. Um, you know, him and Joe Bongiorno had, have had a functional um, friendship for quite some time and all that too. And um, so I kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, but the history of this whole thing, the reason why it's uh, why I talk about it and then together in particular in this situation is because when the reboot occurred and um, Disney was 
taking over uh, everything and squashing everything, they were both approached, Abel Pina and Joe Bongiorno, on the the idea that they were just going to publish these stories, Supernatural Encounters, as well as Skywalkers, as well as um, Lone Wolf. They're just going to publish them through StarWars.com, and that would be that. And um, Abel was okay with that. So these stories were uh, put on StarWars.com. They no longer do host them, though. Yep. Um, they're also, StarWars.com is unfortunately deleting on a, uh, it's about a 10-year cycle. They are deleting a lot of the stuff that used to be on the site. Yeah. Um, so that's a separate topic. But, um, yeah, and then Joe Bongiorno's work, they sanctioned it to be published on StarWarsTimeline.net for any people who need this to be cleared up. And so because of the breadth of Supernatural Encounters, that's where, it, instead of cutting it down because they couldn't publish it on StarWars.com uh, because of the, the length, he was like, can I host it on my site? And they said, that's fine. So these are the last legend stories that were formally sanctioned by Lucasfilm um, at that time. You know, since then, we've had, what, uh, a couple short stories now on yeah. the, the Swodor website. And we had that just recently, by the way. Um, those are the first published little short stories that were, like I think, a page or two out of nowhere between last year and this year. I, I believe there was... They might have all been this year. All the same, not too long ago. And um, we had 108 by Marvel. But there hasn't been anything since these two stories. These were the formal formal close to the EU. And unfortunately, Abel Pina never really got a whole lot of recognition for this work. Um, despite it being published on StarWars.com, nobody questions the, the, the legitimacy of these stories. People just don't um, know them. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a way you can look at these two tales that Abel wrote and compare that to the whole discussion about canicity, canonicity in regard to supernatural encounters. It's kind of like what explains everything. So there's a lot of like political reasons why this story is is crucial to the EU as a whole. Um, it's it's a mark in history. So we're talking about it. It's like it is a short novella, as is Skywalker's, but they're um, incredibly important where they stand in in the makeup of everything um, that we, we choose to continue on here in our platform and the, the Praxium and everything else, you know, these were the final stories. And uh, it, this one was one hell of a banger, in my opinion, um, you know. So I'm really happy with the tales that we did get before um, they wiped out everything we love over there. Sorry, I mean, before, before they um, uh, cut corporate costs or whatever they decided to do, <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> before whatever it is that they've made this, I'm not going to keep talking, I'm just going to digress. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's wonderful. And again, anybody who has questions about SE, Supernatural Encounters, can look to this story as well as um, Skywalkers and be like, oh, okay, so now you know what actually happened, rather than listening to the smear campaign that's been going on for the past eight years on the internet. Um, so yeah, it's very important. Yeah, I'm sure that Joe and Joyner would answer any questions in regard to anything I just said, if you ask him. And um, good luck reaching Abel. But yeah, <laughs> his work was like formally recognized on the website as well. So, um, well, it's a heck yeah. of a tale. I quite enjoyed it. It is. I mean, it who is. doesn't want more Obi Wan? Um, like I said earlier, we we recently did an episode on Praxi Chat on on all things Kenobi, and 
while doing my notes, I <laughs> I was like, you know, this is going to take me a while if I write everything that Obi-Wan has ever done because, like, he does everything. Let's be real, guys. Mm -hmm. And I printed out, like, all the books, comics, video games, everything that is listed on Wikipedia. And it's 14 pages long mm -hmm. of everything he's do, like, ever done. A web series comics, on it in particular. Like, oh, I Oh my goodness, I ran out of time. I was like, I got to like page <laughs> Obi-Wan, you did a lot in your short, short period of time. And yeah. We, we all love you. And, you know, like I've been listening again to Nobi, the, uh, the audiobook, just because it's such an amazing production. You know, and just like hearing him talk, feeling like you said with the story, like you get, um, Qui-Gon actually responding to him and saying like you're not a failure whereas in Kenobi mm -hmm. like he you know he's only ever monologuing to to Qui-Gon but and that that's like something that we were talking about before we taped too a monumental thing that was just put into the story yeah it was freaking awesome we finally get that and I know that there was like the whole TCW episode which is fine but but for people who wanted it in the lore itself like mm -hmm. there you go yeah. <laughs> well I think it was a great story. Everyone, I'll post the, the link for you to, to listen to it again. I also posted the PDF in our Discord. So everyone, if you want to get a hold of that, you can go to our Discord in the link um, or check out www.legendslibrarypodcast.com or follow us on Twitter Facebook. And Kyle, if you want to let people know how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Um, you can find me at DarnKatarn on Twitter and LeftHandPath23 on Instagram. All as right. well as um, uh, on the Supernatural Encounters, the Sith Council Discord, uh, the Jedi Praxium Discord, um, Legends Library Discord, of <laughs> course, <laughs> like Lisa said. Yeah, we're, we have our, our hands in a lot of pies these days. Yeah, exactly. We're all over the place. We're kind of like, you know, not to get off track, but before um, for finishing closers, like check out the Jedi Praxium as well, or the, just the Praxium rather. Praxium being. Yeah um because we're heavily involved in there and a lot of the themes that we're going to be discussing with legends libraries are going legends library is going to be reflected over there as well should be a good time yeah all right well thanks everybody for tuning in and listening may the force be with you <laughs>That concludes this edition of Legends Library Podcast, a spoken for audio productions. To join the discussion, email us at legendslibrarypodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter or Discord at Legends Library. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for informational or entertainment purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights to Disney and respective copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Legends Library podcast, otherwise indicated. Legends Library. There's always a bit of truth in Legends.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.